With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. How about this list? Clayton Toon and the Cardinals taking on P.J. Walker and the Browns. Brett Rippon and the Rams taking on Jordan Love and the Packers. Danny Dimes and the Giants facing Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders. Jaron Hall and the Vikings facing Taylor Heineke and the Falcons. Ugh, what are we doing here? These are some awful matchups, but you know what? There is still money to be made, regardless of who's starting a quarterback. So let's start with the Browns. Browns and Cardinals. Cardinals are in town. Browns are laying eight and a half points. Total set at 37 and a half. I think you're actually going to play this game. Well, only because I had to pick three plays. So this was my <laughs> final selection. My, uh, I guess somebody else has got to make their roster. So, yeah, I'm going with the Browns minus eight here, just banking mm-hmm. on the fact that their defense, for the most part, has been good all season long. There have been a couple of hiccups. Like, they gave up, what, 38 points to the Colts. I'm hoping that's mm-hmm. an anomaly. But still, this Cardinals team also has shown a ton of regression. Regressing, regressing, excuse me, back to the team that we kind of thought we would see at the start mm-hmm. of the season. Now they have a completely new quarterback. It is very difficult to succeed in the NFL. You know, as a high round draft pick in your first game in the NFL, then mm-hmm. you look at a guy who is starting out fresh and has to go against this Browns defense does not feel like a great matchup. And also, we're seeing that Sean Watson is back at practice, so there is a chance that he plays in this one. Uh, So we're not so sure if it's going to be P.J. Walker against Clayton Toon. It may be Deshaun Watson versus Clayton Toon. But the only matchup I'm concerned with here is the Browns' defense versus Clayton Toon. I think that is the calling card here. I'll take the Browns at home here, minus eight. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here. I like the Browns as well. And for me, it's just, it's very simple. P.J. Walker has done a nice job of filling in for Deshaun Watson. And even if Deshaun plays, this doesn't change the handicap for me. When you're talking about that Browns defense at home, and again, Clayton Toon, who I believe went to school at Houston. I remember betting on him when he was a Cougar. He was a very good college player, but I don't think he's ready for this Browns defense at all. So it's a weird number. It's kind of a number out in the middle of nowhere. I'm taking the Browns. I think the Browns win by double digits. What about Brett Rippon and the Rams facing Jordan Love and the Packers? I actually would lay the three with the Packers right here. Now, if it got to three and a hook, I would probably go to the other side. I think what we've seen with the Rams are two things. Number one is Matthew Stafford has been propping them up, and he's done a hell of a job this season. Now he has a thumb injury. Before that, he had a rib injury this is a guy this is one of the toughest guys in the nfl even going back to when he played for the lions he was always banged up but always playing so you got brett ripping in there i don't think he can hold up this offense and also if you look over the past few weeks we've seen that rams defense start to regress somewhat so you get the packers at home and jordan love needs to perform after the gm came out this week and said ah we don't know if this is our guy or not we'll see so it's time for jordan love to put up a decent game i'll take the packers laying the three I'm on the same side as well because it feels like there are a few teams 
that rely as heavily on the quarterback position as the Rams do. And it's a weird thing to say because it's not like Matt Stafford is regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but it's such a pass-heavy offense that you take him out of the mix there, and there is so much more pressure put on the run game that never has to do much. They are throwing Mm -hmm. the ball, you know, 35 times a game each and every time. So the offense has to undergo a complete makeover here, as opposed to some of these offenses that, you know, they have a, a more of a balance when it comes to the run game. If their quarterback goes down, they're not up a creek without a paddle as much as this Rams team is now that they don't have Matt Stafford in the mix, who is doing an excellent job of feeding his top receivers. So also those receivers are not going to be nearly as effective or deadly if they don't have a good quarterback thrown to him. So at least Brett Rippon has some experience under his belt. This is not mm-hmm. his first time around as a backup quarterback. But still, I'll take the Packers laying the short number at home here. Uh, it is starting to be the time of year where Lambeau Field has a bit of an advantage, although I don't think we're going to see winter weather this weekend. Yeah, I don't think so either. I am with you there, same side. Let's head to Sin City. Oh, God. Daniel Jones and the Giants, Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders. Jimmy G on the bench now. The Raiders are laying a point and a half. The total is 37. I think the under is the way to go here. The Giants offense is just so, so bad. It doesn't matter if Daniel Jones plays or not. In fact, I think you could make the case that the Giants offense is better with Tyron Taylor in the lineup. But Danny Dimes is going to play because he got paid. We don't know what to expect from Aiden O'Connell. I like the under. Yeah, I'll be on that as well. And I think you bump it up to 38 and lay a little extra juice because that's a key number. You think of the final scores that you might have. uh, That's where I have landed there. I would rather be a little bit more safe, even though this one feels like both teams could score in the teens here and nobody would be shocked because that's what we've seen all season long. If you look at the Giants, they have hit the over in one total game this year, this year, over under record of one and seven. Then you look at the Raiders, uh, two and six over under record this season, including a perfect three and oh to the under at home so far this year. A no Connell, maybe a step up from the pitiful stats that we've seen Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo spit out. But still, I think the only sabotage factor here is we're seeing the vibes change drastically in the Raiders locker room. Because the other anomaly you see in this one is the line. You see a Raiders team that is being dismembered in front of us, but yet they are (laughs) still favorites. But did you see this video of Devontae Adams in the locker room yesterday? It felt like the vibes were much higher. He was playing like pickup basketball with like a little Nerf hoop. And they were saying all this stuff about like, oh, the media is going to say we should be focused on other things. And he like crossed over, he crossed him over and then he like sinks a three from the other side of the, the locker room. And it just feels like from the press conferences they did yesterday, it feels mm-hmm. like there is a presence gone from that locker room that needed to be exercised. So maybe it's a good thing for the Raiders. However, I still don't buy into their offense. I'll still be hitting the under. Yeah, I'm I'm with you as well. I think the Raiders will play more inspired football, I think. And here's the thing. How much inspired. worse? I, well, it's all relative, you right? You think it's fired relative. has inspired us. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it this way. Josh McDaniels, I think we all agree, bad head coach. He's the yes. only head coach in NFL history to be fired twice in the middle of the season. Can Aiden O'Connell be any worse than Jimmy G? Jimmy G leads the NFL in interceptions. 
He's thrown an interception in every single game this season. Last time out, his interception prop was minus 185. That's how you know you're having a bad season as a quarterback. So I kind of like the Raiders here. The under is definitely the play, but I don't know how things could get much worse for the Raiders when you're talking about a head coach who was bad and a quarterback that was bad. So now you get a clean slate with both of those guys, with your head coach and with your signal caller. Yeah, I think the Raiders will play better. They, they can't look a lot worse. I think there's a term for this. Isn't it called the dead cat bounce? Have you heard yes. of this? I have, yes. What a exactly term. It. What a term. Peter probably hates and, that. <laughs> and also, I like we used dismembered <laughs> talking about serial killers, and you also said dismembered when talking about the Raiders picking apart their lineup, so I'm glad we got it in in both instances. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.